0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. Today, it's an absolute pleasure to be joined by Catherine and Lee from Graphic Rewilding. Hello, and welcome.
1: Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) Hi there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So lovely to have you both on board here for a conversation, and I'm really excited to talk about your work. Um, I'll hand it over to you both in a moment, but just to give our audience a little inkling. You... um, are specialists in graphic rewilding, I guess, really. It's just what you're doing is incredible. You're taking art to places where there's never been art before in urban environments and lots of other projects too. So fantastic. Absolutely love your work. Over to you both, Catherine and Lee. Could you introduce yourselves?
1: Flippin' hell. Uh, Go on, Catherine, you go first.
0: (laughs) Hi there. I'm Catherine
2: Borowski. I'm an artist and co-founder of Graphic Rewilding.
1: There you go. I'm Lee Baker. I'm also an artist, uh, co-founder of Graphic Rewilding, and uh, me and Catherine are kind of publicly known as Baker and Borowski. Um, it, it, Baker only goes first because it rolls off the tongue better. I just want to put that in there. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, we, we do lots of public art projects, but our most recent public art project, which we're kind of really hammering hammering on with, is Graphic Rewilding.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. When was Graphic Rewilding founded and why?
2: Graphic Rewilding was founded quite recently, actually. Mm -hmm. So Lee has been um, drawing as part of his personal art practice, has been drawing and painting flowers for many years and then kind of, during covid just after covid we were with our other hats on we've got a production company we were commissioning artists to create installations um for developers and cities public Mm -hmm. art pieces and and we just had the idea to go to take lee's work and blow it up and go big with it so kind of taking it from the canvas or from the the paper and just kind of going massive and wide and wild so i think we've been doing it for two and a half years now
1: yeah yeah and before that we've been <clears throat> we've been doing skip gallery for about seven years mm-hmm. and skip gallery uh, I should explain uh, really is is we have literally taken skips and turned them into work collaborated with artists to turn them into public artworks um, and we love it it's been it's been a wonderful journey we've done 24 shows of that but what we found is it's uh, it's a a Sisyphean task. It's like it's literally like pushing a rock up a hill, trying to persuade people to have skips uh, as artworks as public art. And we 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 wanted we were seeing seeing and commissioning all this public art out there, but what we're finding is so much of it was geometric and graphic and and we're getting a bit tired of that kind of imagery. Uh-huh. Um, and as Catherine said, I've been drawing flowers for decades were very inspired by Japanese culture we've traveled there loads um and uh she she was like you know commonly stop hiding this away you know there's all these artists out there like doing massive art and bearing in mind I used to be a flipping a, you know scenic artist for the national theatre so I know how to blow things up big you know okay um, and uh so yeah so we, we got it out there
0: you're both incredibly talented really are. Your artworks, they look amazing. And I think, you know, every it just shows, doesn't it? You know, we were talking about this off air, really. Um, no surface is safe, isn't it? Everything can be addressed these days. You can make the best of every blank canvas, wherever it, it might be. And you two really have been doing some wonderful, wonderful things there. Lee, first of all, could you tell us about your creative inspiration and your design process? What inspired you? I know this has been a private, your, your flaws have been a private part of your creative life for many mm. years. What, is, what
1: inspires them? Um, do you know what? But there's been quite an examination going on lately because I've been kind of delving into neuroaesthetics and 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 the kind of what what is it about nature? How does nature yeah. kind of do do that to us? And so I've been drilling down into because I couldn't even work it out. I was like, why why am I so into flowers? Because what was happening was. Um, about I don't know, fifteen years ago, I started making uh, art that was inspired by Japanese culture. Yeah, and that was lots of aspects of Japanese culture: the history, the kind of modern um, manga and anime imagery, and all these kind of things. And in amongst that, obviously, it has a pedigree, a history of um, of flower art and flower growing, and you know, um, and uh, flower um, uh, philosophy around the idea and what i was finding was in amongst these kind of elaborate paintings i was just drawn more and more to the flowers that i was doing within them extracting those and just doing those on their own because they seem to say so much so much and in japanese culture there's a there's a phrase called mono no aware which is the kind of happiness and joy that you feel at seeing a flower bloom because you know it's going to die and and i really i really i really Really was drawn to that, uh, um, so th- that was going on, and then and then I kind of had had about ten years ago. I had a bit of a, I, I, you know, I am going to describe it as a breakdown, but I, I I don't know what it was, but it was definitely a year of my life where I did not feel right at all. I felt very uncomfortable in my own skin, and the the only thing the only thing that would kind of make me feel better was going into forests, and <clears throat> I was gold leafing dead trees. Um, taking this kind of gold leaf idea from Japanese culture again and just gold leafing things that were dead. Um, And weirdly, it was the only thing that would make me feel better and drawing them and drawing the flowers and and stuff. So I kind of continued doing that, but it felt very personal. It felt very, um, I almost didn't want to, I didn't want to add an extra layer of showing the work. I was selling the work, some of it, and then I stopped. I just mm-hmm. stopped selling it. I just carried on making it. Um, and uh, so that was there. And then I started realizing that I play a lot of video games. I play a lot of video games. I have since I was a kid. And, um, you know, since the ZX Spectrums and, you know, since really they were invented. And things have got better and better and better over the years. And I found myself in video games more and more riding through these kind of landscapes of beautiful flowers, of beautiful um forests and finding a lot of games are open world now where you could just, you don't have to play the game. You can just like wander around. I found myself wandering around more and more just in these.
0: It's really interesting you say that though, because in the, in the public spaces that you're creating, that is almost what you're creating. It's in I kind of, it's a, it's a hybrid experience. And we'll talk about a little bit about that because you've also bringing technology into some of your installations now as well. But, um, but the scale and the density of the colour, and the florals that you use, they are almost like game illustrations in a many way, mm. aren't they? The the scale of them, you feel small amongst the scale of the florals.
1: Mm. Mm. Wonderful. It's, it's a really, it's a good, a good way of putting it. Really, and like I said, really, yeah. I think, I think that was that was Catherine's kind of. I've really been able to run with it, but that was Catherine's kind of, in, you know, in, instigation um, to do that. To And, and now I feel like um, as a result of that, I feel thoroughly satisfied. Yeah. I felt dissatisfied all the time with my work. constantly. Yes, I understand
0: that. It's crazy. You know, yeah. You know yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally understand
1: that. And now I'm like, you know, an artist shouldn't say this really, but I feel properly satisfied when, you know, we, we did a thing recently. It was like, square kilometers of design, you know. And to see something that big coming from a theatrical background and, you know, seeing it that big was wonderful. I can't tell you. It was, you know, it was a joyous feeling. And you're right, you know, I have grown up with cartoons, manga, anime, um, pop art, everything bold and beautiful. I used to customize cars as a kid. Everything was like, um, you're right, everything was trying to transform, transform everything into a cartoon in my head. You know, um, I used to say like, you know, when I die and go to heaven, I, I want it to be a cartoon.
0: Okay.
1: Um, you know, um, I wanted to write a book called the history of the black line. Um, uh, excuse me, the, the history of the black line, because from, from day one, if you look back through history, the black line has been so prevalent, um, uh, you know, just wanted to... You
0: just literally um, mean an outline when you say the black line.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Incredible. So, y-
0: what a great partnership you both are.
1: But Catherine's yeah, but we're, smiling we're, and nodding.
2: We're,
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We're, we're really lucky to
2: have, you know, we were working together anyway. So um, kind of having the production company, which I founded now a bit, 20 years ago this year and then kind of lee came on board as um as our creative director Mm -hmm. and um we were commissioning and um producing experiences in public art for developers and cities and so we were used to working with each other but kind of now having sort of we've completely honed in and and kind of you know laser light movement to um we're now really just doing graphic rewilding. So we're pulling in all our skills Mm -hmm. and also kind of Lee's um, beautiful visuals. And it's, I don't know, it's real, we've created a really harmonious working relationship.
1: Mm -hmm. So we get to, you know,
2: we get to work with, you know, we're transforming spaces all the time, which is kind of a dream,
0: really. Some incredible spaces. We'll talk about those in a little while. To kind of start at the beginning, really, how, do you create your unique environments and what do you kind of, how do you do it creatively, I guess, from your aspect? And then as well, you too, Catherine, how do you take that creative vision to build the scale of the projects that you've been doing? I mean, the, the Westfield Centre and all the other, but you just spoke about how many how many metres of art installation um, yeah. recently.
1: 1.5 square kilometres, yeah. That's
0: massive, yeah. I think also, I did so summer, yeah. Yeah,
2: also everything's hand-drawn and we don't do repeat prints. So everything we do is completely um, site-specific. So we generally, we have some kind of, some of our sort of hero flowers, the big blousy chrysanthemums, but we tend to do a lot of research about um, flowers um, that are native to the location we're kind of creating something in. And so there's a whole load of research that goes on behind it, loads of drawings. And everything you won't find a repeat anywhere. So in that that piece that Lee's talking about, which is you know one point five kilometers, there's no repeat pattern to it.
0: That's that is a work of art, Lee. In any, anybody's you. world of Photoshop, piecing all of that together seamlessly, and then was it how was that was that printed? Was it a printed piece?
1: Yeah, it was printed printed on vinyl, um, yeah. and then and then uh, uh, we'll probably chat about this later. But it was um, but then there was AR, um, uh, uh, augmented reality, um, uh, mobile phone app that people could apply to it. So it moved. It app was animated um, in the environment as well.
0: Wow. So, um, how do you split yeah. your time then? I guess Leah, you're doing much of the, the artwork and the creative time, and Catherine, you helping there too, or are you project managing? How does it generally work in graphic rewelding now? Or do you both do a bit? Yeah. Of both? So
2: we do. Well, Lee does all the drawing, and um, sometimes uh, he invites me to do some painting with him. <laughs> I'm not a painter, so that's a full comedy moment. And I um, like. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I, I like. Yeah, I like
1: watching Catherine cringe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm not a painter but i'll but i will give it a go yeah and i'm i'm my role is um generally talking and meeting curators and commissioners and yeah mm-hmm. kind of researching potential clients or potential art partnerships so i'm kind of really deep into that whole um city urbanization place making world yeah. and applying you know applying some of the skills from kind of having the production company and those contacts and just yeah spreading the word um of graphic rewilding trying to kind of go as far and wide with, with working now to try and get some stuff in the states and the middle east so we've okay. got quite a clear quite a clear boundary with our with our
1: roles i think Catherine's there is a clear boundary i think that's why it works actually i think we've been more and more we kind of realised it without stating it. But what happens now is there's no, there's, there's no clash. There's no right. like, oh, you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do it. It's ob- You know, it's, it's obvious um, what our roles are. I think Catherine's very, extremely modest and humble about her far-reaching knowledge of the public art production world. That mm-hmm. whole thing. And also she's she's like, She's like a kind of, I, I just, I often describe her as like the Miles Davis of the production world where, where she's the, she's, her superpower is delegation. Okay. She just brings in the right people to get the job done and knows how to formulate that plan. And she worked on some colossal projects, colossal, yeah. that would have, yeah. have, have crushed anyone normally but now we're like the bigger the better if someone said to us we want you to do Wembley Stadium at the whole of Wembley Stadium every nook and cranny we would be excited by that there's nothing you know I love I love that phrase you used earlier no surface is safe I feel like that's a catchphrase yeah. uh, for a yeah. business if uh, if um if any if anything was you know um I think that's 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 what we're like no yeah no surface is safe i think it's a great
2: so that's yeah i think kind of working with cities and doing kind of huge takeovers which we've been doing for years nothing phases us so i think we find that our kind of creative partners and clients come to us and they know that they're in really safe hands because we've been we've been doing production for years but we've been you know we've been kind of doing takeovers now with graphic rewilding for a couple of years and they know that we've got kind of really high standards Mm. and, um, yeah, we're kind of bringing the best partners for a project
0: as well. Trust is a big thing here, isn't it?
2: really Mm. and collaboration
0: and people trusting you respect in a commercial environment you know Catherine, that's what builds strong businesses and i think lee's absolutely right you know to have to have all of that that all of those connections in your network it's a two-way it's a two-way thing with every single person you've ever worked with they work with you again and they work with you to push the boundaries again which pushes everybody's creativity because they trust you
1: Yeah. yeah Absolutely, and um, from my end, so I, I think what we found in the past is many, many non, um, artists don't know the technicality. A lot of the technicalities that go into what happens. I've made it my mission to know and understand the idiosyncrasies of the appropriate software to use, the appropriate co- um, communication to have with the printers, with the with the with the builders, to understand their language and. I'm fascinated by all those things, anyway. So Catherine can trust me. She knows that if I'm talking to these, talking to the fabricators or talking to the printers, she knows I know what I'm saying. I know yeah. what I'm doing, and they do as well. I think it's, um, uh, uh, you know, it's, a, it's it. It feels good to have that knowledge.
0: Yeah, and I guess well, you so decided... you
2: have... Sorry, Catherine, carry on. I was just about to say Lee has got infinite patience, so Lee will teach if. Uh... Lee, I think it's fair to say that if you don't know how to do something, you will be doing a YouTube tutorial within kind of two minutes of, of kind of learning a new phrase um, and kind of <laughs> having that patience to design for environments, to do, create pretty love files. Catherine is
1: saying, Catherine's saying patience. What she actually means is OCD. I think, I think she's definitely, I think she thinks I'm on the spectrum somewhere. I'm um, on that page. <laughs> But I I I learned, you know, All I started teaching myself. Are. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um like I, I used to become frustrated that I couldn't visualize I was using Photoshop for years to visualise three dimensional environments and uh-huh. it was frustrating me more and more. So I don't know how many years ago, but I started learning cinema four D, three D packages yeah. and and finally got myself to a point where I can sketch so I can come up with an idea and, and muscle it out in 3d so i can understand it and also i don't want there to be any trip ups so i don't want to turn up on the day you know we did this massive 13 skip project in in a factory in the docklands it was huge and and we ended up going down It's like we cannot have any mistakes here you know it ended up just measuring the whole space rebuilding the factory space in 3d and you know, constructing the whole thing, visualizing the whole thing. And it went, it was pitch perfect, you know. And having that just makes me be able to sleep at night, really. Um, and
0: not. I guess you can walk through every part of it, it all the time as well in your own head, can't you? Yeah
1: yeah absolutely so i would do this thing where i'd set cameras at eye level all literally angling everything going what is the audience going to see as they walk through this i don't want to be surprised by anything um you know um and then and then you know and then catherine's on the other end kind of like you know sorting out sorting out all the production management of something like that which as you can imagine would give most people a nervous breakdown
0: it's, that's a huge job, Catherine, health and safety, you know, workflow, just admining, pulling all of that together for such lo- such huge, huge projects is a massive amount of work.
2: Yeah, there is a huge amount of work. Um, I think kind of as Lee said that um, we've, we've created such huge um, production projects in the past that yeah. in a way kind of, our graphic rewilding projects, they kind of they feel really easy. And I think Mm. because there's so much love Mm. from our from kind of visitors and clients and our suppliers and partners that it none it generally doesn't ever feel like a struggle. It it never never feels too
0: Because it's organic and natural, which is its form. As well,
1: yeah. That's yeah. interesting. That's an interesting analogy or a comparison. You're absolutely right. You're right. I think what we're finding is that because the imagery is understandable, you know, kind of studies have said that, you know, people's people's brains respond to nature far quicker than mm-hmm. urban environments. We're able to read. If you, you know, I did an experiment with an audience recently where you, you show a blurred image of a tree in a field. Yeah and then you show an equivalent blurred image of an urban environment. When you ask people to interpret those environments, people interpret the tree in a field immediately, but no one could interpret the urban environment. No one could see what it was, you know? and our brains are able to respond to that really quickly. And I think, I think, and, and, and therefore it generates dopamine. It generates kind of positive feelings because our, you know, hunter gatherers way back when had to respond quickly to environments and understand them. And that's still inside of us. So you see an abstract image of a flower. You still understand it's a flower. You get it, you know? And, and that's what, I think that's where, that's where uh, the positivity comes from with our artwork. I hope anyway.
0: I think you're right. I think you're attracted to it, aren't you? As you say, beyond the geometric, really, you Mm. naturally just blend that way. It's really interesting. Mm. Now, all your projects are so exciting. It's probably going to be difficult for you to pull these through, but can you share a few case studies? But on that journey, could you both also explain the materials and the technologies that we use to create them? They're so interesting.
2: One of of my favourite projects was an installation we did at Lewis Castle, a museum last year as part of our Artway festival. And um, we created panels basically going from the, the kind of the ground up to the top of the, the castle along the walkway. And um, I think we had to, how many panels was it? We created something
0: like oh 178.
2: So we had to, that was quite tricky. We had to do so much like precision measuring and, um, you know, also kind of bearing in mind that it's an ancient, monument so we've kind of got to be really really careful the whole notion of leave no trace was really important to us and essential from the castle's point of view um and for that one we used um recyclable quarry board which was really versatile was weatherproof was kind of lightweight enough but sturdy enough to kind of withstand um sussex conditions outside for for a month and one of my favorite aspects of that project is we we have used we've subsequently used the panels the printed panels in workshops and other installations so that kind of notion of of it it started here in a beautiful castle in a gorgeous setting and it's just continued we've done loads of workshops with teenagers and kids creating their own um sculptures inspired by the piece as well. So that got, was a that was a real favourite of mine.
1: I've got piles of it in my studio, literally piles of it. Yeah. And um we, we, we did an <laughs> exhibition so post Lewis Castle. I mean that was hilarious. Me me and Catherine measuring because basically we had we were racking our brains it was it, because you couldn't touch the castle you weren't allowed to go near it you weren't allowed to put anything this deep you know this deep in the yep. ground you weren't blah blah the only thing that we could see eventually was this modern constructed walkway that was just had railings going up and they're pretty ugly uh, but going up to the top of the castle yeah. and uh, that's when we decided that's that's how we we're going to do it but it was me and Catherine hand measuring every single panel all the way up to the top of the castle, um, about ten uh, times. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, you know, ten times—a
2: kind of hottest day of the year. Full, you know, full all stops it. and falling out. You know, it, but it was oh, yeah. really, really it was quite good fun.
1: Yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's, yeah, there's been a few drops, um, but, um, but yeah, and then, and then uh, we did an exhibition uh, at a place called the Art House in Hackney. Where we took over the inside of the space, taking those panels, cutting them into geometric shapes, and um, created abstract designs on the walls that you could kind of feel that there were flowers involved with them because it was organic shape cut into these kind of big geometric triangles. Mm -hmm. So that was that. And then, as Catherine said, we've done workshops with kids building sculptures. Fantastic. uh, Using them. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's fun. Like it's had a life
2: yeah, one of the other favourites was, um I think, two years ago for Kensington and Chelsea Art Week, where we took over literally a bit of tarmac on Warwick Road, which is one of the most highly polluted roads in central London. and um it was just empty tarmac with hoardings. and we did a, we created a pleasure garden inspired by um a Victorian pleasure garden, which is down the Cremor, road Cremon, Cremon Cremon gardens. gardens wasn't it? yeah. And just did a full takeover of the walls and the floor and we created some kind of contemporary take on the um beautiful Victorian gate that was um that was there. And that was amazing because as soon as and we did we planted up a load of um, beautiful wildflowers and and trees and plants, and as soon as we cut the ribbon to open the space well the bees were already there anyway. They were kind of attracted to the colour and the the flat. You're really surprised, flowers. yeah. And, but, you know, within seconds we had kids coming over and doing dances on the on the space and it was kind of creating a space where there wasn't there wasn't a, a park before. And just seeing how it really touches people's lives and that was there for about three months and it became a, a genuine hangout for people to go and have their lunch people kind of shooting tiktok videos there people there were, there were dance classes yoga classes and that that's really incredible because we've kind of really touched people's lives and made a uh, really positive change to an area of high pollution
0: and it's a focal point for community activity i guess as well there as well for that's right, age, yeah. whoever's there that's amazing isn't it isn't it amazing how we naturally gravitate in that way
1: yeah yeah there, there, there's uh, and i think even though um it wasn't a natural environment as yeah. such there was something about it i think that felt people felt calm in you know in the same you know, in in a yeah it's a good way of putting it actually we um one project which I'm really proud of we're both really proud of actually was we took a we took over a high street in Crawley that um Crawley really oh, suffered yes. with COVID um right. because uh Gatwick, loads of the people who live in Crawley were employed by Gatwick and Gatwick closed down so it was really struggling and one of the high streets there um we were approached uh by this uh, lovely lady from Crawley Louise who who was asked if we, if we'd take over the one of the high streets with graphic rewilding and we did and, and again, Onward Display were absolutely brilliant. You know, they really are our collaborators. They're wonderful. And they came up with this brilliant material that would be heated to the brick. Mm-hmm. So it would not only adhere really well, it would also feel like it was a mural. I mean, it's t- our designs are way too complicated to be muraled quite often. We do augment with murals and we do have mural sections, but we often have to simplify it down quite a lot. We wanted to keep this really complex and they wanted something that was for winter not for christmas so we colored it in these kind of sumptuous deep colors and took over i think it was like how long how far how long was it like a 70 meters or something i can't yeah. remember stretch but it's the walls and the floors and the and the street furniture people loved it Absolutely loved it. You know, we've done a few projects where this one afterwards, we were asking people on postcards what they thought of it. But on other projects, we ask people what their favorite flowers are and try and get people involved with the process. Because we understand from all our ventures in placemaking and public art that the best thing you can do is involve the public from the get go. Mm -hmm. If you invite people in with their ideas or with their thoughts, then people are much more accepting of Um, public art and placemaking if they feel like they've been involved and have been involved Um, and what uh, we find
2: is that with the Crawley piece we get we still it's been up it was only it was supposed to be up for six months it's been up for nearly two years and we still get people posting about it we still get people writing to us just saying how much they love it people from all walks of life and all ages and all backgrounds. And that really shows me that there is something about whether it's the flowers or the colour compositions, mm. that it, it really touches people, people you would never put into a room together, you, you know, but people really, really do seem to, seem to love it. I think the other thing that's really interesting is we, I mean, touch wood, we never get vandalised. So we, our work yeah. never gets graffitied we've never had yeah. you know we've I'm never had thought any, about it but you're right yeah that's it, r-
0: isn't that interesting
1: yeah, yeah very um our oh, skip art used to get graffitied quite a lot <laughs> but not <laughs> yeah. Uh, not yeah um but not graphic rewilding um you know um and i think it
0: shows how people are appreciating it. the way the well-being that's going on there it's, uh, it's so mm. it's yeah, i it's, think so deep but it's interesting and i think it? what you find is people communities kind of start
2: kind of i don't know what the, the term is but it's almost like people start self-policing an area yes. so there becomes like a lot of love and you would find that it, it just wouldn't no one would no one would even begin to graffiti something because there's so much community love for uh, a particular piece of art that's such a gift would, yeah yeah, yeah
0: very very interesting you're working you work very closely as we've we've spoken about before catherine with your um, suppliers as well don't you so i guess would i be right in saying that they are bringing you the latest technologies and with your vision you're helping them you're pushing boundaries together i guess with both materials and print technologies
2: we are we work with incredible printers and um our, our favorites are um a team of printers called Onward Display, and they are such. Uh, they're so passionate about print. They're so passionate about technology, and they they are always up for our latest projects. They um, they will meet us anywhere around the UK. We've been up ladders all around the country with them, and um, in the most ridiculous locations. And they are always bringing us kind of the latest technology, the latest materials, or if we need to have kind of, we, we're trying more and more, like a lot of um, artists are to bring kind of sustainable materials into yes. the mix as well. So um, we, we're trying to continue and do our own research, but but they're bringing us um, solutions all the time.
1: Yeah. I think, I think, you know, been uh, chatting to them lately because I'm becoming more and more, uh, and rightly so really self-conscious about, um, vinyl and, and, um, and what it's made of and mm-hmm. all these things and trying to start a dialogue and trying to find out, like, you know, if there are any companies and if, if, um, MacTac, and I'd love to start a conversation with them because we use so much of their stuff, whether they they whether they are researching and trying to develop better you know, um, sustainable materials, I think it's a very hard thing to do because the quality...
0: Yeah, of- there's there's yeah. lots there's lots of innovation yeah. going on. Drytac have a fantastic collection. Um, yeah, lots and lots of... Do lots, they? Lots, yeah, lots of Antalis for um, wall coverings and all sorts of things like that. Yeah, there's a lot Ooh, going we'll on in to, the print world. And also, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and a lot going on in the, the technologies of print too, whether it's, you know, how green the inks are, all the amount of energy yes. that machinery is using, you know, everybody is mm-hmm. fine tuning every element every point of composition composition mm. of any product that's made is is being fine-tuned mm. to be as I think environmentally as well safe our as possible yeah yeah and
2: i think as well because our work has to be generally for the public realm it yeah. has to be weatherproof so we we kind of we 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 bring additional kind of problems into the mix so it has to be weatherproof vandal proof as much as possible non-slip so all these extra issues that have to be kind of taken into consideration yeah
1: that no one really takes into account ever if they public as in the public when you look at that they just see it they just they don't realize that the layers and layers you have to go through just to have a piece of artwork outside inside's a breeze inside's a doddle you know in
0: comparison outs-
1: oh my god yeah, yeah. yeah. if ever, ever anyone says it's inside I'm like yes yes, yes. that's like 30, 75% of the work gone <laughs> you know
0: it is true that you've got to create a safe environment everybody is responsible for that you know yeah. privately as well in those yeah. spaces so it's very very important tell me a little bit more just before we finish about immersive environments how you've been bringing both you know the visual the print and technology oh together within your environments
1: I think the uh the, the the latest one of the latest projects that we've done uh, which has really done that was the uh, Westfield um yeah. takeover <clears throat> where we not only I mean when I walked into that space I was just I was so uh, I was beaming because it was these eight meter high walls um, I suppose they were shop fronts, weren't they? Essentially, but they were beautiful uh, shop fronts and 180 meters of it. And I was like, oh my God, you know, for once I can do something which is the way it was intended. Everything up until that point has been a relative compromise. It's like I have to squash <laughs> designs down, I have to stretch them out but to make them fit uh, an environment which is big, but still long not too thin and long or too whatever you know whereas yes. this was like this is it this is the canvas i want yeah um and we we both got very very excited about that but then we um i've been proposing i think three times now i've proposed augmented reality um to uh, augment the the pieces um, where people could hold their phones up and, and it would come alive with animation. You know, I'm so inspired by animation um, yeah. anyway. It felt like a logical step. Um, and um, I also though I, I didn't want uh, we didn't want people to have just to have to download an app and all this kind of thing. We wanted it as frictionless as possible. So we <clears throat> wanted to have a QR codes so that people could literally just point their phones down and 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 for voila there there it was. And so we, uh, <clears throat> worked with, um, a curator called Zoe Allen worked on the project. And she brought in a, or, uh, a, organization called true group who developed the app and, uh, the, the augmented reality and the animation so that, you know, people could be in this environment in Westfield, then hold their phones up and it would come alive. Yeah. And then. I mean, I was doing it on the train home. You could do it. You could literally take the t- take the um, take the QR and, and 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 do it anyway. I could do it now in my front room here. You know, it's uh, and, and bring it alive. Uh, so it was lovely. It was lovely to see. Um, and I think having gone to kind of, I think it's, it can be done well, and it can be done badly. But like going to the recent David Hockney show yeah. in Kings Cross at the Lightroom was a wonderful, wonderful version. I think of immersive. Um, environment uh, it can be really cheesy and I'm not an advocate of it per se but it can, when it's done well it's done brilliantly. you know I, I really enjoyed the David Hockney show um, because he worked digitally anyway and it made sense um, yeah, he's amazing. yeah yeah so th- you know it'd be an ambition to create an immersive environment like that one day and the,
2: yeah. the AR was was um, what I loved about it. it. It felt like you were stepping into your very own cartoon. It just everywhere you pointed your phone. Also, you were kind of like there were. You could either be right in there with all the stalks and kind of you know really sort of as if you were in this this kind of forest of flowers and then kind of you point it up and these the flowers start to grow and butterflies start fluttering around your head and you know a a dragonfly darts in and out again i i just loved it and i'm definitely um would wouldn't necessarily lead with oh let's do some ar and i'm now a complete fan it's it's absolutely brilliant yeah yeah.
0: enhances and brings another another dimension to the whole experience it does. Yeah, it, it does, does. But
1: I think, but I think for us, this, you know, the starting point is, is, I, I don't, I don't know why this is. I feel like uh, given that, given that I play video games, I love VR, you know, um, whatever, yeah. but I always start with, we, we always start with the physical, with the physical space. I think physical space for me is still magic. It still, um, still excites people. And actually as things become more digitized, I think, um, physical um, becomes more important. And that's not just to me. I think people still need, need to feel a real space. Um, yeah. And I think in the future that's going to change. I actually, I was thinking about this, um, about the future of immersive spaces. And I, I we've, we've been seeing a lot more with biophilic design and how in, I think public spaces are going to start becoming more about protection against the sun I think they're going to be about um absorption of of those rays and using that you know you've been seeing more and more about like drainage systems on tops of buildings like take and 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 reflecting the sun and how how people can be in a public space and still be kind of protected in the same way that trees do but you know but so often we can't have it's very, very expensive to have a lot of green space in cities. So a lot of cities are quite reluctant to shell out because it's not just about shelling out, it's about maintenance. So if you can have physically built public spaces that are beautiful, interesting, artistic, and protect people from, from, um, uh, from the sun and from the weather, um, I think that may be like the way things are, are moving.
0: I think as well you know you're creating a space for, for people of all ages to interact with technology and that as mm. a learning center is so important that you know are a lot of people fear AI they fear AR they think it's going to replace or take them to a place that they just don't want to go to and yet if they're in a, in a public space like that as Catherine described with the butterflies etc etc it can be a small child it can be somebody you know much later in their life but they have that connected digital experience together
1: mm.
0: very important. interesting yeah. i think the
1: bbc earth experience has done it really well i don't uh-huh. know if you've been down there but it's um i think they've
2: oh yeah it's amazing it's amazing it's i think
1: you know and like i said i'm quite cynical about a lot of these things i'm like oh yeah come on then you're more digital blah you know whatever but i was really i was really taken aback by it um you know and there was all ages there um, it was a great experience. It's really brilliant. Good.
0: It brings the whole community together with so, with so many different layers, with something for everybody, I suppose. Yeah. Really.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Guys, gosh, we've been chatting for ages. Time flies. So much to talk <laughs> about. So much to talk about. So let's let's recap then. So, well, not recap. Let's just um, what's next for Graphic Rewilding? Where are you heading? And what's on your wish list, Lee and Catherine, for the the year ahead?
1: Do you, do you want to go first, Catherine?
0: No, you go first.
1: No, you go first. Okay, yeah. I'll go
2: first. We are um, we are kind of working hard to make inroads into the states. So we've got um, we've got two potential commissions over in um, in America, in Los Angeles and in Las Vegas. So we're yeah, so we're kind of doing a lot of kind of a big deep dive into researching partners, printers, fabricators out there and um so just kind of trying to make that happen and i I think we're we're very close and that that's we that's somewhere we're really keen to head
1: um and we're working um I've, i've been kind of i've been visualizing in 3d uh uh kind of it's almost like manifesting in 3d so you you kind of go this is what i want to So that's the wonderful thing about working with 3d software is that is that there are projects which i we want to happen um let's make it happen in our mind's eye first you know and project out there so at the moment Catherine was like Catherine saw this italian hotel recently she was like absolutely in love with it. she was like check these videos out and it was beautiful you know kind of uh you know i was like we'd love to see our work there. Yeah. So I've, I've spent yeah. the last two weeks, I d- sometimes I'm like, why do I do this? I'm like, I'm definitely, definitely not right in the head, but I've been build <laughs> rebuilding this hotel and the swimming pool and all the loungers and everything, rebuilding it to visualize it to, and in order to apply graphic rewilding to it, to see what it would be like, yeah. you know, and, and let the world see what it will be like, you know, um, we're working on uh, a project uh, called walk the chalk at the moment on the South coast where we are um erecting um f- uh, flags that are giant flags with each one representing rare flowers that exist only in the area amazing um, yes and that we're working with a fabulous uh printing uh company what what's their name again catherine they're basically they're
2: they I, are based. they they are
1: I can't oh, sorry, remember
2: that. that. I, I think their event flag hire. They're based um, oh, yeah. in um, Somerset, and they do all the they do loads of flags for Glastonbury. And so they are they've got such artistic sensibilities, and they are really on point structurally and kind of in terms of health and safety and, and installation. So we just had a site visit with them last week on the top of some uh, some chalky cliffs in the south downs they were generous enough to come down from somerset and meet us there and we did a test
1: but they, they, they suggested that isn't it it was vegan, recycled vegan silk yeah. um uh for this and the colors i mean the, the colors Incredible. are so good yeah
0: fantastic Re- isn't that really wonderful popped. yeah it's great yeah. gosh what a journey you two are on it's so exciting
1: it's it, it's it's good it's really good uh, it feels good and I'm I'm you know I'm, I'm back in my studio painting I haven't been I haven't painted properly in my studio for years yeah and it feels like the project the public art project has reinvigorated my I used to paint in my studio and get depressed you know you, you do this thing where you do an exhibition you, you discussed it earlier a we discussed bit it when,
0: before, yeah the creative yeah. highs and lows yeah exactly so yeah. you
1: do an exhibition and then it's like oh what now you know, I'd get yeah. this kind of real slump afterwards.
0: take yourself off and so, start again. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah what's definitely. With
1: the, but it, it seems to have reinvigorated my, my want and need to paint in the studio again. How oh, you know? many that's so,
0: that? It's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So going back to kind of, um, there's a Japanese ink painting technique, which, um, I've been learning over the years and I've gone back to doing that and gonna p- produce a massive series of single stem, single stem flowers on, um, very bright uh, colors. So watch this you space.
0: Know, you know, Lee. I think I think it's interesting, isn't it, that how your work inspires you to work 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 more and deep deep dive into your creativity. But I really believe that all of the spaces you've created have inspired many, many, many other people to do things. Whether it's been oh, a conversation or a child, you know, looking at the cartoons, or you know, another fellow creative thinking, wow, you know, anybody can do anything. Really, the world's your That's- oyster. Yeah. That's yeah. very lovely thank of you. you. To thank say. you. I thank think we you. really feel yeah, we really feel that. So
2: you know, the fact that you've you kind of you've articulated it perfectly, it's something we, we really believe in.
0: Oh well congratulations to both of you. Thank
1: you. Uh, thank we'll thank you. make sure
0: we share contact details and everything in the show notes. And yeah, I look great. forward to, to visiting your next space.
1: Yes. Yeah, great Absolutely. To. Absolutely. And uh, next time you're down in Brighton. Yep. let's uh let's Definitely grab a margarita. to meeting
0: up yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right thank you both of you for your time i know you're so busy have a great it day is. thank you thank bye. you thanks Debbie. Bye. bye, bye. bye. bye.